Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And a good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to Nature Notes, another edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert. Brought to us by Cardinal Corner and By the Yard Patio Furniture. We'll talk to Jim in just seconds. Danny Long here for my friends Lee and Pam at their beautiful store for nature lovers. It's called Cardinal Corner. Well, it's March, and next week I think we turn our clocks forward. Can't believe that, but I think we do. Pam and Lisa, then in March, we need to start thinking of nesting birds, uh, maybe starting with wood ducks and bluebirds. They're the first to arrive looking for houses. By the way, Cardinal Corner is beautiful Peterson bluebird kits that will help you attract those bluebirds to your yard or maybe start a bluebird trail. And feed those birds the freshest bird seed. You'll find only that at Cardinal Corner. Did you get their monthly newsletter yet? You can subscribe online. Just go to uh, cardinalcorner.com. All kinds of tips and stories. Lee and Pam are in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. You can call them 651-455-6556 or visit, as I said, online at cardinalcorner.com. You will find that Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning to you, Jim. It is officially 34 degrees, and we just got a text uh, from our listeners in Forest Lake saying it's raining there now. Yes. You know, here, I'm calling from uh, the northwest side of Lake Waconia, where we live, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. But the interesting thing is, 6.30, we had lightning and thunder, and it was raining hard. Oh, you did? Wow. Yes. First thunderstorm of the year. And right now, it's 33 degrees. The rain has stopped. And, Danny, you're right. Next Sunday, daylight saving time begins. We spring ahead. So we lose an hour. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. But we gain some light, so there. Yes. Well, no, that, all that helps. I was listening to the to the ad just a moment ago, the 11-day tour of Norway and Iceland next September 9th through the 19th. Uh, Michael Kenny does a great job of putting these tours together. You have been on several. I have. Oh yeah. And uh, if you, all I can say to people: if you've ever considered a trip to Norway and Iceland, this is a trip for you. But for more information, it's defined, d e f i n e d destinations dot com or call six five one three nine eight nine three five eight. And uh, we've got about half the half the group um, spoken spoken oh, for already. Oh, that's great! So, Fantastic. Yeah, we're half we're half full. Sounds like a great trip. Yes, sunrise today, six forty six, and sunset six oh five. This is in the Twin Cities area. That gives us eleven hours nineteen minutes of daylight. We have gained twenty two minutes of daylight since last Sunday, and now. Two hours and 32 minutes is the total daylight gain since December 21st. That's two hours, 32 minutes. What a difference it makes since the winter solstice. The normal high for today is 35, normal low is 20. Record for today, March 
fourth in the Twin Cities, high 61. That was set in 1983 and again in the year 2000. The record low was set 145 years ago in 1873, minus 22. On this date, 34 years ago, 1984, it snowed 9.6 inches, almost 10 10 inches on the Twin Cities. We have a waning gibbous moon that sets this morning at 8.24. It's pretty cloudy, so I don't think we're going to be seeing this moon uh, uh, setting. But it rises again tonight at 9.20. The moon phase will be at last quarter this coming Friday, March 9th. Well, spring really moved in this past week. Besides temperature highs in the 40s, and, of course, lots of melting snow and even melting ice and driveways and sidewalks and so on. But I just want to go through the week here quickly as to some of the highlights. Last Sunday, many of us were digging out from five or more inches of snow. Temperature high was 30, and but, it, but 30 is what you need or below that for good icicle growing. So it was an icicle growing day last Sunday. And the sunlight was so strong that there was much melting in the streets and paved parking lots, And uh, even though we only had a high of 30. Now, starting Monday, uh, the 26th, Tom Bovers from Faribault uh, observed the first sandhill cranes. No, he's, yeah, first sandhill cranes were observed over Wabasha, and that was, that was a different group of people saw that. Tom Bowers from Faribault saw his first migrating flocks of red-winged blackbirds. And Gary Bulmer, who lives on the edge of Swan Lake, that's right near Nicollet, observed, uh, you know, several dozen um, migrating Canada geese that had returned. On Tuesday the 27th, Twin Cities warmed, you know, to 47 degrees. That was the warmest we had all February on the 27th. In our neighborhood, a pair of bald eagles returned. We have this bald eagle pair that nests, uh, and we all get a chance to watch this. Tom Bovers from Fairbolt saw and heard noisy flocks of American robins, so the first robins were seen in that area. First maple sap was running, but not much. This is reported by Don and Mary Summers from Summerskogan, Sugarbush, and Minotrista. And they also said the honeybees were out on cleansing flights. On Wednesday the 28th, I heard my first of year male morning dove cooing. And our neighbor, Larry Lorenz, also heard his first of year um, morning dove calling. Dark-eyed juncos began singing, according to Matt Shute, who heard them in Golden Valley. On Thursday, March 1st, March came in like a lamb with clear skies and high temperature of 41. And many, many of the northern cardinals were heard singing loud and long. On March 2nd, Friday, horn larks were seen in pairs and small flocks along country roads by Art and Barb Straub from Lesur. They drove 30 miles and along country roads, and they averaged seven horn larks per mile. That would be a total of over 200 horn larks seen. On Saturday, just yesterday, Tom Bowers from Fairbolt reports first 
killdeer. And he saw a flock of at least 75 snow geese, hundreds of white-fronted geese, over a 1,000 Canada geese. These are birds that were flying north. Art and Barb Straub from Lesur, Trumper Swan Pair, returned to the Coachlight Pond. So these are just some, just a taste of some of the things that, that happened uh, during what we call um, the first few days of meteorological spring. Some pairs of great horned owls are busy feeding young nestlings right now. House finches and northern cardinals sing early and often. Huge migrations of waterfowl have been moving into southern Minnesota, and this would be all the way across into the southwestern part of the state, into into that area too. Lots of waterfowl, right, white-fronted geese, Canada geese, snow geese, and more than a dozen species of ducks. Maple syrup produces such as Clark Magnumus at East Bay Sugarbush, that's located on the northeast side of Lake Waconia, and David and Diana Herring at Waterville. They've been tapping their trees. The trees have been running just a tiny bit, but they're looking forward to some good runs soon. Even as far north as Isle, Minnesota, um, trees are being tapped. Um, more American crows and bald eagles are returning to northern Minnesota and Wisconsin, where deep snow covers much of the landscape. This could be probably some of the best cross-country skiing and snowshoeing in the entire winter in the northern parts of our two states. Julie Brophy reports from Victoria that the first of year, eastern chipmunk appeared above ground on March 1st, right in their own yard, and she had a chance to feed it. Julie and Bill have been enjoying seeing an opossum in their yard this past week, and the first of year, Canada geese flew over Victoria. That happened on Wednesday the 28th. Gary Otto had an uh, interesting observation. He lives near uh, Darwin, but he was in um, Hutchinson, and he saw a black-billed magpie fly over um, the northern part of uh, northern area of Hutchinson on February 23rd. Now, I haven't seen a magpie for a long time, but I used to see them in northwestern Minnesota. These magpies are mostly birds of the western USA. They're identified by black and white markings on usually long tails. They're quite large themselves. They're about 19 inches long. They're known for being gregarious and noisy. But black-billed magpies casually um, during the casually come in, you know, they come move south and east during the winter out of their normal range. But they are permanent residents in the northwestern and north central part of Minnesota, and that's where I have seen them. Boy, there's so many things. I've got more, too, but maybe we should talk about by the yard. Well, I think we should. Uh, I was reading, uh, <laughs> in fact, I mentioned it yesterday, that uh, if you think that it's expensive to buy outdoor furniture, wait until you have to buy it more than once. It's one thing we don't have to do, you and I, Jim, is oh, once we get the buy the yard furniture, you just keep adding to it. You don't have to replace it. You just keep adding to it, right? I mean, Right. And you know what, Danny? I'm looking outside right now. Ours has been totally washed by the rain. It looks like brand new. And that's the thing, uh, Jim. And, it, Jim, and how long? You've out, had yours how long? How many years? Ten, ten years. Some yeah. Of it. yeah, I think ours is about 15 <laughs> or more. Uh, but if you've got a patio, a deck, a fire pit, or a lake home, you need some outdoor furniture, and you might as well buy the best. You might as well buy it from a family-run CCO Land company. 
They're just great people, and they make the best patio furniture in the whole world. If you want quality and comfort and durability, 35-year warranty on this uh, this furniture. Unbelievable. They've got over 50 tables, eight different dining chair styles, nine classic colors. You're going to find something exactly your style. Jim mentions it all the time. Get to the showroom because they have all – it's a huge showroom, by the way. And they've got these different setups, right? these different situations where you don't have to visualize. You can actually see how this furniture works in various circumstances. But uh, it's a quick drive. Jim, what, what are you, about 15 minutes from 494 and 169, something like that? That'd be about it. And very – just a few miles from, from the Chaska exit. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. A lot of folks call after Jim's show. It's toll-free. It's a recording. Just uh, leave your address. They'll send you that brand-new free color catalog. Here is the number, 877 Stop by the showroom, or you can uh, order that catalog on the web, too. I want to mention that, buytheyard.net. It is great furniture. Yes. All right, what else do you have, Jim? We have a few more minutes here, and we even okay, have sure. some emails, too. All right. Well, we'll let you read those in a moment here. Um, Mary Brislands from Lutzen reports that the pileated woodpeckers are calling and drumming. Boy, do they they are quite loud. And that's a sign of spring up there. Um, it's not real spring-like in the Lutzen area, and that's actually good because the cross-country skiing, the downhill skiing, and boarding are all great. More than 30 inches of snow has fallen there just lately, but none none this past week. But Mary said last night the flying squirrels were extremely active, coming for peanut butter, peanuts, suet, sunflower seeds. And she said, there must be feeling that some, something's going to be changing. Uh, Tom and Lisa Bovers, as I mentioned, uh, Tom, before, uh, they're just excellent observers from the Fairbold area. But one of the things they've noticed is on the February 26th, first kettle of bald eagles. That would be a group of bald eagles coming coming over and heading north. And yesterday they saw at least 50 bald eagles moving through. You know, they see four or five birds at a time uh, in the air. I think that's, that is so neat. And also, on March 2nd, they were still seeing a snowy owl. And uh, not too far, be kind of between Nurse Strand and, and Faribault. Of course, these snowy owls are going to be heading for the Arctic very soon. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield saw the first-year eastern bluebirds near their house yesterday. So a couple of bluebirds showed up yesterday. Yesterday and Friday, they observed flocks of American robins, their first of the year. Now, robins that are seen now, look to see if they're really flighty and noisy. Those are migrants. Otherwise, they're ones that have been here all winter. They continue to see horn larks along country roads. Um, Matt Shute from Golden Valley um, leads hikes in the at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. He's a naturalist working there. But uh, he and his wife had, are just back from the Yucatan Peninsula. Um, out, I'm trying to find Oh, Porto Mor- Morales is where they were and spent a, a good month there. But um, uh, Sue and Matt and then others, because he was leading these bird hikes, they they saw the, the well, the two most beautiful birds, they said painted bunting and the keel-billed toucan. But they saw Minnesota birds there that were wintering over, 
indigo buntings, common yellow throats, the catbirds, ospreys. Those are just some of them of what they saw there. Um, oh, I know. I wanted to say, too, that, that Matt had friends from Wabasha. Matt is from Wabasha, and the first white fronted geese arrived there the 27th, and the first tundra swans on March 2nd. First tundra swans coming from the East Coast. Why don't you read some of your things that you've got? And I want to mention, too, you sent me a packet of about 50 pages. I was trying to read them all last night. And I, I can't do justice to all this. All these observations that these people, these wonderful observers make, and they have so many questions, that I can't personally answer them. I am so busy, I can't do it. Are you still there? I'm still here. <laughs> I, I was looking at uh, a couple of, in fact, we were taking some phone calls, Jim, uh, from a couple of folks. Some observations, if we have time? Yeah, we do, if you, if you sure. have a moment. Uh, Ricky and Lucy saw St. Paul, 30 to 40 morning doves at their feeder Ooh. every day. That's great. Let's see what else. Rebecca uh, from St. Michael heard a Sandhill crane calling on Wednesday morning. And let's Sand see. Sandhill cranes, Wednesday morning. Here's a question for you uh, from uh, Dan and Maggie. How rare is it for there to be a month without a full moon like we just had in February? I remember Jim saying the full moons were on January 31st and March 1st, leaving February technically without a full moon. Yeah, once every 19 years. Ah, interesting. Last happened in 1999. And you mentioned earlier um, uh, Swan Lake, surely from the uh, shore of Swan Lake. Let's see. Reports flock of Canada geese. Uh, they want. She wants to know what do they eat. The there's, geese? there's no. Yeah. There's there's uh, uh, no open water, at least at well, the time. They they're gleaning out in farmers' fields. They okay. go back where there's any any open water. They feed on the water plants, like in the Minnesota River, and so on. And uh, Friday, March 2nd, she heard the first cooing of a morning dove, and so did Roger in Hudson, Wisconsin, on the 27th. So there you uh, go. Yeah. Oh, what great observation. I should oh, say. Well, we have another minute if you have yeah. anything else. Jim, Jim Hopter from Rice says the great horned owls continue to hoot at night and even early in the morning. 30 inches of ice on Little Rock Lake. So, so when you hear things like that, uh, and he, he says, in most places. You still need to be careful. Uh, Keith Radel uh, from Faribault has been seeing, of course, his first robins. They're flighty and noisy, and they've been back for a couple days. And he says 18 species of birds come into their feeding station, including one red-breasted nuthatch and uh, some pine siskins and a single red pole. I feel like we're running out of time here. I don't want to overdo this. Are you still there? I, I'm still here, but we are out of time, and you finished know. You finished just the perfect <laughs> yeah. time. And okay. uh, we looks like we have some snow coming, and uh, you've heard more about that on CCO. But I hope you have a good week, Jim, and come back next week. You, you too. Thank you. Thank you, Bye Jim. Bye-bye. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday morning with more Nature Notes here on 830 WCCO. Yes, coming up in a moment, we'll fill you in on the latest Twin Cities forecast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.